Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place where we tease apart what it means to be a conscious parent and a conscious human on the wild ride of parenting teenagers. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline lead trainer. Yes, that's new and exciting. I'm a positive discipline lead trainer, parent coach, and mama walking the path right next to you as I imperfectly raise my own two teens. Joyful courage is all about grit, growth on the parenting journey, relationships that provide a sense of connection and meaning, as well as influential tools that support everyone in being their best selves. As you listen in on today's show, pay attention to how grit shows up in the conversation. Also, if you're not already on my email list, now is the perfect time to join. I pop into my subscribers inbox with stories, podcast news, and offers every week. My hope is to make you laugh a little or at least relate (laughs) to what I have to share and keep you updated on all the Joyful Courage goodness. If you're into it, go to joyfulcourage.com slash email and sign up. Signing up right now will get you the seven tips for connecting with your teens. I'll share with you seven tips over seven days that if you put them into practice, will make a difference in your relationship with your kids. Each day you'll get an action step and a bonus step if you're feeling like an overachiever. Again, that's joyfulcourage.com slash email. Sign up and stay more connected. Thank you so much for listening. I am deeply honored to lead you. So grateful to hear that what I put out matters to you and so excited to keep it coming. If you love this show, please take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Let your friends know you're listening and find value in the podcast. Tag me and I will reshare it in my media channels as well. All right, enjoy the show. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt 
in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.activeskinrepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, good morning. Well, it's good morning for me. I've actually, oh my gosh, it's taken me all week to get this recording done. I've been on vacation and had an amazing time and just have dragged my feet on this recording. So big love to the man, Chris Mann, my podcast editor for bearing with me all week as I kept saying, it's coming, it's coming. Um, Yes, it's coming. So I got to go to my 30-year high school reunion this last weekend, which was super fun. So weird that I am old enough to go to my 30-year high school reunion. But of course, there was a lot of talk about remembering when we were teenagers and all the shenanigans and the silliness and the belly laughs. And also because it was our 30-year high school reunion, most of the people that had kids had teenagers. So there were some pretty fun conversations about 
what it's like to be on the other side and really questioning, like, were our parents clueless? I mean, I was a no saint, as I've shared here on the podcast. I was no saint as a teenager. And yet, I don't know, maybe it's the difference between being in it versus looking at it. But I, yeah, it didn't seem as hard as parenting teenagers has seemed being one. Didn't seem like it was that hard for my parents. But then again, I did some weird things that they had to sit with. And ultimately, I have no idea what that experience was like for them, how worried they were about me, you know, how many WTFs they shot back and forth as they found out that I was sneaking out. At one point, I tried to go visit a guy who was in prison. (laughs) God. Yeah, I'm embarrassed about that, but not really because it made perfect sense to me to go and see if I could give a visit to good old Bobby Prescott, who was a complete loser. But for whatever reason, I was mildly obsessed with him and we shared letters. Anyway, another time for that story. So yeah, you know, I mean, the whole parenting teen thing is an adventure in and of itself, right? And we're in it. I'm in it. I see you in it. And um, today on the podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, positive discipline and the teen years. And the reason I'm doing this is because I'm super excited. I have a couple things happening. One is in my membership program that you'll hear me talk about, you've heard me talk about the last few weeks, open enrollment in July, our book club. So every quarter we do a book club and we last quarter we looked at, read and discussed Brainstorm, Power and Purpose of the Teen Brain by Dan Siegel. And this quarter, we are reading Positive Discipline for Teenagers by Jane Nelson and Lynn Lott. And I'm actually, if you haven't seen this yet, I'm doing a free webinar next month. I think it's Wednesday, August 18th from 5 to 7. That is an introduction to Positive Discipline for Teenagers. So, If you are someone who is well-versed in positive discipline, this webinar might be a great place to just refresh those um, skills and remember. Or if you're new, you love the podcast, but it's still positive discipline isn't something that you have taken a deep dive into, then the webinar might be a great place to get some seeds planted and really decide if there's more that you want to learn there if it lands, if it resonates. So I thought today on the show, I would talk about positive discipline. And I'm going to tell you an, a story. So, well, and remember too, like a lot of us, and I have clients right now who have, you know, done the work zero to 12 of being a positive parent, done the positive parenting things, maybe read positive discipline. So remember, Positive parenting is kind of like this broad stroke umbrella. Positive discipline lives inside of that umbrella. Positive discipline is a philosophy that's based in theory, in Adlerian theory, and is really rooted in the um, concept that behavior is a result of our 
desire, movement, perception of belonging and significance. So positive discipline is its own, it's a thing, right? So anyway, years ago, maybe four years ago, I, right as I was kind of dipping into the teenage spiral, right? When things started getting hard, I was at a conference. They call it Think Tank. It's where all the positive discipline educators, trainers, and lead trainers come together to learn and grow and connect. And it's this amazing conference. And and we do presentations and things. And so I was sitting in on a couple of my colleagues doing a presentation about teens and screen time. And it was standing room only, right? Because we're all trying to figure out the screen thing with our teens, even those of us that teach positive discipline. And it's global. Like the challenges of teens and screens is not just (laughs) here in the United States. It is everywhere. So I'm sitting there listening to this, these speakers and I, one of the gals in the group says, and remember, we're all, we're all people in the room. We're all people that work with parents and teachers. So that's what we've been trained to do. That's who the audience is. And this gal says, yeah, but if we, because we're talking about how challenging screens are. One of the presenters is talking about her son's um, obsession slash overuse of Um, video games. And this gal raises her hand and says, yeah, but if we raise our kids with positive discipline from the start, we just aren't going to have these problems. And you guys, I nearly leapt out of my seat. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I hope you are not telling parents that if they raise their kids with positive discipline, that they won't have challenges and problems during the teen years. I mean, and another friend of mine, too, was halfway standing. I couldn't believe it because here I was. I have been doing positive discipline since my kids were one and four. And I was moving into year 14. So it was 10 years later, moving into high school and teen years. And you guys, it was hard. I was like, what the hell? I questioned everything. You've heard me talk about this. I questioned positive discipline. I questioned my foundation. I questioned my ability to work with parents. And then sitting in this room and having this woman say, we raise our kids with positive discipline and we won't have challenges during the teen years, I nearly died. I mean, how discouraging, right? Because if that's true, then what I had been doing for the last 10 years, I'd been doing wrong because I was facing challenges during the teen years, right? And this is what I tell my clients and what I've said here, the messiness of the teen years is not an indication that you're doing it wrong or badly, right? It just isn't. It's the terrain, right? Brain development happens no matter what kind of parenting style we use, we embody, we practice from zero on. Teen brain development happens, right? Teen brain development happens no matter what. Social and emotional development happens no matter what. And through life experiences and relationships and cause and effect, our kids are developing their own private logic. And private logic, in case you don't know what that means, is basically 
it's our lens. It's the lens that we see the world out of, right? So if you're in a family and there's three kids and you are the oldest kid, your private logic about who you are, um, if you matter, and your role in the world is going to look different than if you're the youngest, if you're the baby. Your private logic about who you are, um, whether or not you matter, and who, what your role is in the world is going to be different simply in that a child who's the oldest has a different experience than a child that's the youngest. And remember, our kids are always making meaning about their experiences. So that meaning making, which is not always like logical, it's not always, you know, skilled meaning making because we're making meaning even when we're two and three and eight and 14 and 18 and ongoing, you know, we get better at the meaning making, we get better at the perspective taking, but every step of the way, we're creating our own private logic, right? And you know this, like if you are raising a teenager right now, you hear it, you can hear their private logic, you hear what they're frustrated by and discouraged by and their perception of experiences that you may have shared with them. And you're sitting there going like, what? That's not actually what happened or that's not what I said. So those moments are private logic in practice. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So we've got brain development, social emotional development, private logic, individuation. All of these things are happening during the teen years, regardless of how well we have raised them with positive discipline. And so 
as you know, what I like to say, the most powerful tool that we have for influencing their behavior during this time and always is the relationship that we nurture with our kids, with our teens. We have influence inside of our relationship. And I recently dropped a quote on Instagram that came to me while I was journaling. I feel really good about this quote, you guys, because it's short and sweet and powerful. And the quote is, we cannot control who our children become, but we can influence how accepted they feel along the way. And when I think about acceptance, when I think about what it means to accept our kids. And this is also a quote that I used during one of my group calls during the, in the membership. It was powerful activity. When we think about a kid who feels accepted, regardless of their friend challenges, their mental health situation, regardless of their school struggles, their you know, image issues, regardless of all that, if our kids know at their core that they're accepted by us, they're going to have a different experience. And I don't mean it's going to take away all of those things that I mentioned, but it's going to give them what they need to move through it in a way that allows them to land on the other side feeling okay feeling okay, learning from their experience, moving forward, growing as individuals, right? So we have influence there. How We have influence around how accepted our teens feel, how supported they feel, and around how we show up as a soft landing, right? Which means checking ourselves when we're taking things personally, when we're holding grudges, and you might be saying like, oh my God, I would never hold a grudge against my kid. Okay, well, then you're a better person than me because I've definitely been there where I've been super angry and hurt and, you know, I want my kid to know it, right? So we have power there. We have power to influence our kids in how we respond to them in our relationship. Fiercely committed, lovingly detached. You know, I love saying that. And I know it gets, I mean, whatever. I work with a lot of parents. I just did last month a five-week parenting class. I'll be doing another one in September, six weeks this time, because five weeks just isn't enough. And I work one-on-one with clients. And, you know, Sometimes I can feel the eye roll when a parent shares with me about challenges they're having. And I say, okay, well, you get to have a conversation about that because, you know, conversations can feel like never ending negotiations. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about never ending negotiations. I'm talking about being emotionally honest, being curious and looking for solutions. That's what conversations are about. And think about how we operate in other relationships in our life with friends, with family members, people at work, people in the community. We're having conversations when there's a challenge. 
we're having conversations with people. We're looking to, well, hopefully if we're healthy adults, we're looking to see things from another person's perspective. We're looking for solutions, right? The same is true with our teens. And isn't this the perfect time to be supporting them, training them in being in relationship with others? Because eventually that'll be them having work conversations and conversations with their friends and people in the community. So our teens are moving into independence right now, right? Our tweens are headed there. Our teens are there moving into independence. We get to give them room to do that. And when something feels off, we address it, right? When something feels off, when you're sitting inside of, I don't know what I should do, or I don't know how I should handle this, or I'm not sure what to say, my advice to you, my coaching to you is to bring it to your child, right? Imagine energetically that you're standing side by side with your teen looking at this problem. Make what's implicit explicit, meaning if there's this energetic vibe or situation happening, and you feel it, they feel it too. So pull the curtain back and address it. Stand together, look at the problem. Be curious about whether or not whatever's going on is a problem for them. Being curious sounds like um, how, so I'm noticing this situation keeps happening. I'm feeling this tense energy between us. I'm noticing you don't really want to talk to me or you get really angry about this thing. Tell me more about it. Tell me about what's happening. Tell me about how you're experiencing this. What are you hoping will happen? Right? These are all questions to kind of get the conversation going. And caveat, if you're moving into these questions with an agenda, or with any sort of anger or emotion, it's going to feel like a trap. So take care of yourself and show up in true curiosity. Now, sometimes things that are a problem for us aren't necessarily a problem for our teens. Like, yeah, it's not a problem for me to show up two hours past curfew. That's your problem. Okay. (laughs) This is true. And full permission for sharing your concerns and creating boundaries when needed. If it's a safety issue, you get to create boundaries. You get to draw the line in the sand and say, here's the deal. Often when boundaries, when there's safety boundaries that are being crossed, like I want to take us back to the idea that privilege comes with responsibility and privilege without responsibility is entitlement. So If your kids have, if your teens have the privilege of driving a car, of having a lot of freedom, being out with friends, of using technology, like these are all privileges, right? And with those privileges come responsibility. And by responsibility, I mean, they, you know, follow the expectations as far as letting us know where they are, when they're going to be back. Um, following expectations about how they're using the car, how they're using technology, making sure that they're being safe. So sometimes when our kids don't show up to those boundaries, right, those safety boundaries, that's an indicator that responsibility-wise, they're not ready 
for the amount of access they have. And it might be time to pull things in. So it might be, it, it would be logical to hold the keys. You know, like I'm concerned about you. You know, this is your third speeding ticket. Um, that doesn't feel safe. So I'm going to hold the keys until, you know, we can come to a place and an agreement and an understanding that, you know, we're not going to dig around with safety. This is a, this is a big part of the privilege of being able to drive. And, you know, same with like, where are you? And when are you coming home? Right. Or, you know, if it's basic, like they don't have the skills to follow through, then it's time to co-create some routines and agreements that feel like a win-win, right? So this isn't about having conversations that never end or that end in our teens, you know, quote, getting what they want and us just dealing with it, right? We are looking for win-wins and you are the leader in your household. So please be that, right? Please be that. And remember too, like, this period of time, every teen goes through individuation, just like brain development, it happens, right? And remember that individuation is them trying to figure out who they are separate from us. They try things on and see how they fit and their experience is super valid, right? I get really upset when I hear parents and adults talk about teenagers like, oh my gosh, they don't know what they want or they're just going through a phase, or basically saying like how teens feel, what their experience doesn't really matter, or it's invalid. And it's just wrong because it is. It's super valid. It's super real. It's their life experience. So individuation is real and how we respond to individuation matters. And I want to share with you again um, reading positive, rereading, oh my gosh, for like the eighth time, positive discipline for teenagers for the book club. And I love this quote. When teens go through their process of individuation in a supportive atmosphere, they are more likely to readopt family values in their 20s. The more they encounter disrespectful judgment, punishment, and control, the more likely they will get stuck in their individuation process and the less likely it is that they will come back to family values. I love this. I love this. The process of individuation in a supportive atmosphere, that's one where we're curious, where we're listening, where we're validating their experience, where we are the soft landing, where we are holding boundaries, but from a place of like, I'm on your side. I love you curiosity. That's when our kids can move through this process and come out the other side solid, right? Be the soft landing. Show up for this process no matter what your child is trying on. So I have to tell you guys a story. When my daughter Rowan was a freshman, she discovered what I call mumble rap. So it's rap that you find on SoundCloud. It's super explicit in your face. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Hard to listen to. Rap. And there, her 15th birthday rolled around her freshman year and this rapper named Lil Skies came to Seattle and she really wanted to go see him. She's done I mean, we've taken our kids to tons of music festivals, but typically like bluegrass, hippie, 
you know, feel good music festival. She'd never been to a rap concert. She'd been to see Taylor Swift. We'd gone to that kind of concert, but never a rap show. And so her and her friends and the friend's uncle was going to take them. And it was this great venue, little venue in Seattle that actually is designed to bring music through. It's a totally dry venue. There's no alcohol. It's four teens. So I thought, oh, great. Two days before the concert, the uncle of her friend calls me and says, I can't go. And he had this whole story that I won't get into. And I was like, oh my God, I have to take the girls to this mumble rap concert. You guys, I (laughs) was dying. And then I got, I came around and I was like, okay, I'm making this happen. I got us a room really close to the venue so we could stay in town. I was like, okay, this is happening. So I take the girls. We have to stand outside in line. I am definitely the only parent in this line of like 200 teenagers, right? I have my ball cap on. I'm trying to keep low profile. It's completely obvious. We go in and it's like five different, quote, performers before we even get to the main guy. Terrible performers, like really very terrible. I quickly realized I cannot stand with the girls. I can't. They're like in the pit, ready to roll. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in the back of the room. And that is where I was. I was the oldest person there for sure. Definitely the only parent. Oh my gosh, what a privilege. What a privilege to be a fly on the wall, to watch this experience unfold for my girl, um, to take in this whatever, this music that is, you know, number one for her. Finally, the night is over and the kids are all dispersing and the two girls come walking towards me and Rowan is just like a sweaty mess with light in her eyes. And she just says, oh my gosh, this was the best night of my life. And I'm so glad that I lived through that and had that shared experience with her. Even as, oh my gosh, I had so much judgment um, I was so glad to have been able to be there for her. Plus, you know, to know that she got there safely and left, you know, left, you know, we walked back to the hotel together and, um, man, I took one for the team that night for sure. For sure. And I was really curious, you know, like, what did you love about it? What was your favorite part? What did you notice? What did you think about the openers? You know, we got to, I got to hear from her perspective what her experience was, and that was amazing. And I think we have a lot of opportunities for that with our teenagers around the music that they're listening to, the YouTubers that they're following, you know, be interested. And I'm talking to myself even as I'm talking to you, because sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not want to hear about the latest thing that's come up on YouTube. And yet, I know it's important for me to be curious and be open, especially because, especially my son, he really wants to share. So use their interests, be curious about them, hold your judgment. Like I said, I have a lot of work to do there (laughs) in certain avenues, but get to know your child as they individuate, be curious about it, just hold space for it. Hold space for it. And, you know, part of the individuation process, too, is them not wanting to talk to us. And be okay with that, too. Be a quiet presence. Be an energetic presence. 
right? We show them how accepting we are by our energy, our body language, as well as how we how we talk to them. So really um, today, just wanting to land that, that energetic acceptance that our kids need always, even when they're doing the stupid things. Don't hear me saying like, accept that your kids are, you know, engaging in risky behavior. I'm not saying that. I'm saying be in acceptance that of your child moving through whatever it is they're moving through and trust that what they're moving through is growing them into the adult that they're meant to be. It's offering them tools. It's offering them experiences and uh, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. So that's what I've got for you today, my friends. I hope that was useful. Um, feel free to shoot me an email at Casey at joyfulcourage.com or a private message on social media and let me know what landed for you today. I love hearing about you and your experience of the podcast. I so appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Feel free to pass this show on to all your friends and family, really working on growing the listenership. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, week. Next month, I'm going to be highlighting um, conversations from past summits. So those are going to be great. Um great opportunities to remember the magic of some of the interviews I did during the teen summit. So look forward to that and I will see you soon. All right. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget, you can get the seven tips for connecting with your teens as well as podcast updates and offers from Joyful Courage, plus some humorous stories straight from the trenches of my life by joining my email list, joyfulcourage.com slash email. That's joyfulcourage.com slash email. Do it now so you can be even more connected to all things Joyful Courage. And be sure to follow me in all the places. I love connecting with you on social media. I try to post things that add value to your life. So find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the membership, right? The membership for moms of teens and tweens at joyfulcourage.com slash LJC. Enrollment closes the end of July. If there were any links that I threw at you about parent education or the membership or the email, just know all of them are in the show notes. So check the show notes if you didn't catch the links. And friends, take a deep breath, ride it into your body, release, find ease, find your balcony seat, lifting up and out for perspective and trust that everyone and everything is gonna be okay. Big love to all of you. I'll see you next week. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. 
I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.